It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants. And we are back this week with a special edition of the Purple Pants Podcast. I'm so happy to be recording. Big Brother just ended. And when they announced the cast, you know, I was so excited for the diversity. But then when I saw that there was somebody from Philly, I was like, okay. And so I am so excited to welcome to the podcast, Derek Frazier, a.k.a. Big D. Welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast. Thank you, Bryce. This is wonderful. I'm so yes. excited to be here. And I love the name of the show, okay? <laughs> listen, okay, Baby Boy was wearing purple pants on Survivor, so I said, listen, we're going to make the best out of what I can do. So, okay. um, yes, it definitely stuck with me. Um, but <laughs> I'm so excited to, one, have you on the podcast, and I'm excited just it, for future to get to know you and to become like friends, because we both in Philly, and you know, I am I like to, you know, I'm the I, I'm the prince of the city, and, and you probably okay. now are going to be crowned. The, I don't even know. What, what would your title of the city be now? I'm going to take the motherfucking king, to be honest. Okay, okay. <laughs> listen. I ain't mad at that. I know, okay. uh, People will be so excited to see you. Um, How has it been transitioning back to like real life and then back to like Philadelphia? I know you was in L.A. for a while. The time difference. Like what has all of that been like? Oh, let me tell you. First of all, the time difference is definitely messing with me. You know, one of my roommates told me I was going to have to adjust to the time difference. And I was like, I only need one day. I'll be okay. No, it is very difficult because I now stay up to like four and then go to bed because I'm used to L.A. time. Um, But it's definitely a big adjustment, especially the weather change, because now I'm getting all, you know, just a little bit stuffy, you know, allergies are kicking in, things that haven't kicked in for a very long time because being in the Big Brother house, you're constantly in the house and the weather is completely different. When you walk outside, it's like, okay, you're not really hitting this East Coast weather. So it's a big adjustment. And then, of course, getting used to having your phone, girl, you know, trying to keep up, watching TV hurts your eyes because you haven't looked at a TV screen for so damn long. You know, there's a lot of adjustments that you have to get used to, again, that you didn't have before. Um, And then, you know, like I said, a big adjustment is talking to people and like you're using your phone and they're using your phone. You're so not used to that. You're used to like literally talking to someone eye contact or like there's nothing else that's distracting them from talking to you right who was uh who was the first person you text back when you got your phone back because i know when you turned that thing on i know it was like 
I mean, as soon as I turned my phone on, the, um, unfortunately, because of the time I got the time I got done doing my interviews, it was like way too late for me to call my mom on the East Coast. But I woke those damn roommates up, up my animal. Oh, okay. I woke them up. I didn't care what time it was. They're going to wake their asses up. Um, and I called them and wore them out for a good hour. But they were really excited to talk to me. And then once because I couldn't sleep because there was a lot that happened. Um, you know, that I found out. Because, of course, when you go away for three months, oh. cut off from the world, you really don't know exactly what has happened. So, you know, I had to find out my, that my niece passed away oh, from no. committing suicide. So that was oh. a lot. And then my mom ended up hurting herself because there was a week in August that I, I started freaking out and I go... Oh my God, I know there's something wrong with my mom. Like, there's something wrong with my mom. I can feel it. I can feel it. And that was a tough week in August for me. Um, and she ended up falling and hurting and knocking out, you know, the front of her oh. teeth. So she had to get surgery. So I had to take that all in. Mind you, the day, the day of me leaving the house, because I started talking to people. Um, and then I didn't get no sleep and I went to go do all these interviews all day long. But, I definitely called them first, and then it was amazing. Um, but yeah, just the adjustment of being back in Philly. I've been wanting, like, when I got out the house, baby, trust me, I wanted to come right back to Philadelphia because I wanted I to celebrate right. with the Philly friends. You know, nothing against the LA crew; those bitches are wild. But I wanted to get back to the Philly crew and see them because that's who I'm excited to see the most. Because at the end of the day, if you're from Philly, do you understand? why I kept saying, you know, I'm built different, you know, like mm-hmm. all this little, um, I'm not, I'm not sure I'm allowed to curse, but, you um, can curse. okay. All the little, you know, um, all the little shit that was going on in the house. I'm like not phased by it because I'm from Philly. Like we're, we're a little built, a little different. We have our own little, we're kind of like our own little Island. If that makes sense. No, definitely. Um, I um, I had some questions like prepared. I wanted no. to be like, "Oh, was you a, a, a fan of the show? Big, how you get casted? What was your prep like?" But I feel like you kind of saying that, like you being from Philly and we are built different. Um, it yeah. kind of really. I just want to just go right on in. I really want to talk about the subject of bitch, yes. and yes, I know that that has been a a huge polarizing thing uh, for you. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that fans were not. Happy Happy with how you used it and I know mm-hmm. that you know you've done some interviews and you know I don't think the fans were necessarily um, what's the word I want to use like I don't know if they necessarily like understood or even yeah. like accepted somewhat of your apology now I yeah. want to just go off by saying like I'm another gay black man from Philly and yes. I use bish a lot um, yes. you know it, it is literally second nature to me like yes. you know, I, I to my male friends you know yes. sometimes I might even be on my fo- the phone with my mom and it might slip out yeah. but it's not you know in a a negative way now what right. I want right. to just bring to your attention is are you aware that like what the fans are saying about like how you used it uh, yes. like they Okay, so because they're saying like yeah. they get the fact that like you know okay, bitch, what you doing today? Bish, yes, yes, you, yes. So yes. like they, when they say that um like you referring it to women um like mm-hmm. they're not present like what mm-hmm. like 
I just want to hear your thoughts on it. Right. So here's my here's my thing. Of course, like like you said, it is secondhand nature. You know, we do use it a lot, especially in the gay community. And, you know, I used it not just against the women, also to the men. I call everyone a bitch. Everyone was a bitch to me. Um, and the thing about it is that, of course, we can use it in a joking way. And then we can use it when we're angry, of course. And there right. was times that I was angry or just like me just talking in general, you know. Know, it was especially if I was talking to general and I'd be like, you know what, I ain't worried about that bitch and I ain't worried about that bitch. That's just me talking in general because I'm talking in the comfort of friends, especially because that's how you talk at home with your friends. Like I believe right. Bryce, you probably sit there and be like, Oh, I don't like that bitch. I don't know why you think that she was gonna come here and hang out with me. So you are using it in that way because of the fact that that's how you talk with your friends. So unfortunately, because, you know, I went on the show knowing that I'm not going to hold back. And I told a lot of people that when I first walked in, I tried to do this whole like, hello, my name is Derek. Hello, how are you? Like, I was going to go on and be some type of bitch that like, let's say, for example, um, it's going to be a whole different character. But I said, no, I have to be me. I call every single man, a woman, anyone I know, a bitch. And even if I'm sitting there talking about you know, somebody who's in my friend group, like, you know, that bitch, she just played too much. I don't really got time for it. That's right. just how I talk. And that's just how the people around me, my friends, how I grew up is. Now, of course, you can use bitch in, in a in a in a bad way. And at times when I got angry, absolutely. And I have apologized to the two women that I felt as though needed an apology. And that was Tiffany and Aza, you know, for the whole entire thing. Those are the two women that I felt like they deserved an apology because I was actually friends with them. You know, I actually cared. They were a part of the cookout alliance, especially also being black women in our black community. I get that 100%. Every other person could kiss my black ass because nobody else is getting an apology from me. And I don't need to do a uh, public apology because they were not in the house. They were not that person. So I don't owe them nothing, you know? Right. Um, But it's hard because of the fact that when you're on a TV platform, you either go in there going, am I going to filter myself or am I going to be myself? And I knew in order for me to be who I was, I had to be myself, if that makes sense. No, absolutely. And I yes. I, I relate to you a lot in the sense of like, that's for me. Um, I get it. And I, first of all, I'm, I'm happy that you were able to acknowledge and were able to apologize to the two ladies. I think that that's great. Yes. Um, and, you know, for me, even on this podcast, like I, 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 I feel like, and I always say on my podcast, like I'm on a road to a better Bryce. And I, yes. I, I, I use the term a lot. And I, yeah. at times I do have to like take accountability and be like, you know what, yeah. in certain places, times and things, yes. it's not the best time. And I, I have to just be more careful. And so I Absolutely. think for you going into the big brother house, never being on reality TV, it's yeah. like, I can, I get where you are coming from yeah. at the same time. Like, you know, I also get where people that are so outraged at like you and upset, but I always say, you know, c- 
coming at somebody be like, oh, I'm over here. Cancel him. Like, yeah. I always say, like, that is not an approach that you take with someone. Like, you Absolutely. know, if you want someone to understand where you're coming from, you have to have empathy. And, like, yeah. you know, the fact that I'm from Philly, like, yeah. you know, I like yeah. we, I get it. But, yeah. the, like, my one advice yes. um, to you is, like, because you're you a public figure now like yeah. you that girl yeah. so I, I think that you moving forward and yes. like receive this with love is that like you're a public figure now like you know you're a brand you yeah. just have to you'll have to evolve and no, that like absolutely that thinking and that's all that's all like I ain't trying to lecture you or preach you but no. I'm just saying like I just I, I want to see you successful and I don't like I hate like the cancel culture and I hate like you know sometimes some people need to get canceled but right. other times some people need coaching some people need love absolutely. like can, can you like you explaining to me you just got out of the house like you know you found out your mom you lost your niece like yeah. for, for me that makes so much more sense like hearing the other interviews and mm-hmm. so I just think like it's it's about giving people. And grace. here's my thing: certain interviews, everyone also has to understand that when I first got out the house, I did not know. Like we had to do a bunch of interviews as soon as we walked out the door, so I haven't got a chance to understand what everyone's upset about. So right. people are like, when I heard people on some times in interview, like people got upset to use the B word, and I was like. What? Because I called the girls like bitches and I called the guys bitches when I'd be like, hey, bitch, can you go get me this? I called Xavier a bald head ass bitch. You know, like I'm sitting here like, what are they talking about? I literally asked all the girls if they were okay with me using the B word and they said they were fine with it. So that's why I think none of the girls are sitting there being like, Big D should have never said that word besides, you know, one girl who didn't. I, I mean, like I said, I ain't going to go on that because I, I told you she could call less- me. But, you know, one girl who didn't even make it to jury, um, you know, feeling some type of way. But other than that, every single girl, even her, too, I have said, y'all care with me calling you bitches. But I will say this. I am a grown ass man and I get that. And trust me, it's my first time on reality TV. It's my first time being Derek, Derek Frazier, being myself, how I am in the comfort of my home. I talk to everyone like they were my bitches at home and. You know, I had to, I, when I got out, I go, okay, so the fans are, they all saw everything. I get it 100%. And it's not like I'm moving forward. I'm, I understand. I'm definitely, as you're 100% correct. I know being a public figure, I can't be calling everybody a bitch and whatnot. So I'm like, I got that. Cool. All right. Now, last time I checked, are we going to move on? <laughs> because right. here's my, no, but this is what I'm saying. Because of the fact that, it's not like I don't understand what everyone's saying. I 100% understand what everybody is saying. And it's not coming from a place of hate. Besides the time that I was really upset um, in that moment. And I think people have to understand when you're on a national platform where you don't get a, you don't have a way to go take a drive. You don't have a way to kiki with your best friends. You don't have a way to have a drink or anything like that. Your only outlet is maybe going in a room by yourself, thinking that you're by yourself, feeling like you're by yourself and being able to vent and even having conversations with my, you know, my, my, my best friend in the house, which was Aza. I even referring to the other girls as, you know, oh yeah, that bitch, I ain't really got time for her because I'm talking to my best Judy. So it's right. like, and she gets it and she's not, she's not correcting me because she gets it. So, right. um, but moving forward, as you said, 
Absolutely. I don't want people to think that, oh, Big D's going to be that same person that he was on the show. I'm going to say 99% of it I'm going to be. I'm probably going to be even more funny and even more petty than, you know, I was on the show. Right. But as of calling women, um, you know, bitches and whatnot, 100%, I'm going to clean that up because I don't want anyone to sit there and be offended um, you know, because I understand some women might be okay with it, some women not might not be okay with it. So all around, not a problem. I understand using the word, but they also have to remember you don't have to worry about me calling you a bitch because I'm back at home. So if I want to call somebody a bitch, it's going to be behind the closed door where nobody hears it. Okay, but I will make sure, obviously, to clean up my act. It's not like I'm sitting here saying. I'm not cleaning my act. Like, no, I'm no. still gonna be me, but you know. And I and it's I I'm, I appreciate that, and thank you for taking the time to address that. And yeah. I um I don't want to blame everything on Philly, but like I the, the culture from we where we are from, like I I I get your response so much, yes. and so it's um yeah, and so I, I'm glad that we were able to kind of sort of get that out the way because I really wanted to like you know I, I wanted to speak on it. Now mm-hmm. what I do want to talk about, and for thank you, you for though, letting me, and thank you for letting me get a chance to address that because I I'm gonna I want to address that moving forward and I appreciate you letting me be on your platform to do that thank you of course like you know I I want you to be yourself and when I saw you and I I saw the hate I'm like I don't think like I think it it, it was just a meeting of like a meeting of the heads essentially like I get where you're coming Mm -hmm. from and I understand where the people are uh, where they're upset but I also feel like people have to understand when you attack somebody like what do you think their response is going to be Um, and you got to give people time to evolve and to grow Um, and so, like, yeah, and I, I'm, I'm just happy with your response. Um, now, what I do want to know from you, though, is, okay, mm-hmm. on on the big brother, okay, I believe it's I vote to evict. <laughs> okay, girl, no, Miss Mama. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, so listen, and it became so memorable on Twitter and, like, you know, were you like were you saying it on purpose or like with, like break it down to me because listen I am one I say for I say stuff wrong all the time and in my mind I'd be like I'm right y'all wrong what are you talking Thank about you. Um, so like break it down for the people because I want <laughs> to know so you know being from Philly like I swear you know I grew up in North Philly like I said before so I swear I speak Ebonics okay and I swear I make up fucking words that. I will say them like they're right and look at you in your face like I am right like you said that you say to your mom and the rest of them because I'm thinking I, I get and, and first they're also nervous I'm trying to make sure I do my shout outs which is you saw I fucking messed up one day and go shout out to all my gays and I go who the fuck do I think I am I am not the preach person or the president or the king of the gays like you know I, I, right. meant, to shout, I meant to say sh- uh, no I said shout out to all my gay fans and I was like who the fuck? After I got came back, I told everyone I was like cracking up because I was like, "Who the fuck do I think I am?" Talking about shout out to my gay fans, like no, I meant shout out to my gay friends because I can't say their names because they didn't sign papers. So I was right. trying to shout them out because I haven't got a chance to do that. Um, but the word, the thing about it was, I kind of went into it. I'm gonna be honest with you, not knowing I was saying it wrong, <laughs> and then. After that's just me being me, okay. Okay, right. And, and you went after, up there, that's the proud too. You was like, listen, I evil, okay. Yes, this, okay. This mama's okay, go ahead. 
Yes. And then I sat there after a while and I go, after I realized, after I said it one day in the house, somebody was like, what did you just say? And I said, evoke. And they were like, have you been saying that the whole time? And I was like, yeah. So then I thought in my head, I'm thinking in my head, like, well, they've been accepting that. So technically, I really didn't send nobody home. <laughs> the people that I was supposed to send home, I didn't really send them home because I never said the whole entire thing. But baby, I did not know I was saying it wrong. And now I feel like I have my own damn catchphrase and whatnot. Listen. And it's amazing. I'm going to need the t-shirt, okay? What's the Yes, t-shirt? I'm working on it right now, actually. I'm meeting with, um, you know, I like to say my, my team because they're both my best okay, friends. Okay. Ooh, they're helping on, me t- a lot. Um, t- they, we're going to call t-shirt places. I'm trying to figure out what t-shirt places I can find. And if anybody knows, please let me know. Um, yeah, we can talk after this. I can okay. let you know some things. Okay, okay, perfect. That sounds great. Yeah, so I'm working on it. I got, I got, I'm going to get those shirts done to vote because I want to get them done so I can wear them and people can sit there and be at work and be like, hey, boss, you know, unfortunately, I'm going to have to evoke you today because oh. I am not going to be here for the rest of this week. Like, I'm okay. telling you. So you started the game targeting the women. You said that you did all of the preseason research that you've done on women's alliances. Now, mm-hmm. after since the game is over, do you feel uh, do you think building stronger relationships with the women in the house might have been more effective? So here's my thing. I don't. Um, oh, my God. Did I say that? I don't think I said that in the beginning. I don't think I said that. And yeah, so in the beginning, I wanted to get out majority of the guys because I'm not stupid. Like, I'm a big dude. I know these jocks are going to give me a run for my money. So I knew I had to get rid of everyone that was a guy besides Xavier, Kylan. And of course, I was going to try to keep Frenchie as long as I could. But as soon as we got got rid of a lot of the guys, I started realizing, oh, shit. There's a lot of girls here, and this is the first time in history. And I'm not stupid. Me being a gay guy, that's like, if there's a bunch of gays, I'm like, listen, bitch, we all working together and getting everybody else out. Okay? Right. I knew the women were going to work together. I mean, it's especially Big Brother brother history. I mean, we're not stupid. The women are going to work together. They're going to do whatever it takes to get everyone else out. So, um... You know, I, I don't want it because you know how you said that. I don't want anybody to think Derek was already against women and he hates women. That was not the case. I love women. I mean, I have so many women in my life. I literally probably have one gay uh, gay guy friend. That's it. And that's my roommate. Everyone else is a, a, a woman, you know, in my life. Um, but I wanted, I was talking about, we're talking about a game here. We're talking about strategy. I knew all the guys can go. So once the guys were going, I was like, great. Then we got rid of a girl and I was like, all right, cool. Cause it was time for us to give it a girl. And then I knew moving forward because I had the cookout, I knew the girls were going to target the other girls to get them out because we targeted the other guys to get them out. If that makes sense. No, I got it. Yeah. So you brought up. Highland and um, I love mm-hmm. to see y'all bromance in your relationship. Yeah, Was no, that friendship them. something that surprised you? Um, being as though that, like you know, he's a heterosexual man and you're an openly gay man. Like, were you surprised at his like openness and friendliness and the surprising of the blossom of your friendship? So I would say this: I am. Um, 
I'm, I was very shocked um, because, I, can I be honest with you, I haven't noticed Kyla in the first maybe one or two or three weeks, baby. I'm not going to lie to you. Because uh, I don't know. I think it was because I didn't like it. I think I was telling him about it. I was like, I didn't really, I was telling him it was like, I didn't like his beard and his hair was really short. But I don't know what it was. But out of nowhere, I started noticing him. And then we started working together. And of course, I had the biggest crush on him. And I love having him there because especially being a gay man is very difficult because everyone the house is so cuddly everyone's heterosexual everyone is so like touchy-feely so at times you miss a touch you miss having that um feeling like somebody likes you or feeling like um just somebody got your back somebody yeah, somebody, somebody got your back somebody's comfortable like i could sit there and be like hey do you want to cuddle and he'd be like yeah like and he was very like so sweet and everything and i mean he'll always be my showman's uh, bromance, whatever you want to call it, because you know he was just a great person, loved his person, you know, personality, and he was very smart. But I knew I had to use him because I wanted to show that hey, don't get it twisted. I may have a crush and all, but I'm gonna use him uh, to my advantage. And uh, we really did have a lot of emotional connections because we talked about a lot of deep things and whatnot. And keep in mind, that man kissed me, so. Uh, you know, I obviously oh. know that he likes me. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh. I'm joking. I think I'll always just be his bromance, you know. For the end yeah, of the no. Time. And I think that, that it's just great representation in the sense of like just normalizing like friendships and like, you know, you can be affectionate with your man friends. And it, like, you know what I mean? I just thought that that was like something good to see. Um, I really loved it. Now, mm-hmm. when you saw... When you saw Aza say that she was going to take X to the end, had she won mm. that final H O H, what was going through your like? What was going through your mind like with that possibility? Girl, gag, death drop. Okay, yeah. uh, I mean, shablam, all of it. I was very gag because we have to keep in mind that. Um, you know, I, me and her have been together since the beginning, you know, even though we didn't make no deals because I didn't want to make no deals with my friend because I didn't want her feeling like, and I'm talking about, I'm talking about all the way up until the end. I never wanted her to feel like she could not, um, she could not sit there and make like a decision to send me home because I knew when we got down to the six, there was a possibility that, you know, she might be in a position where I might go home. And I didn't want her feeling like she can't do that because she made a deal with me, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I but the problem for me was when we were getting, when we got down to the four, she was already making it clear that she was going to take me. She had my back. Blah, blah. She knew I had a final two with Xavier. She knew that I could not break that deal with Xavier. But, you know, if I, you know, if I needed to, I probably would because I know I would have beat, you know, I would have probably, I would have beat her in the final two. Um, but, you know, it was one of those things where, um, and I love Xavier. He knows that. And I probably would have, it would have been a tough position. Let me put it like that. Like okay. picking Xavier or Raza would have been a very difficult position. I mean, baby, you would have got your whole life. I would have been crying and picking mm. and don't know what to do. Okay. Um, but it was one of those things where when she told me that you have to understand the week before I had Kylan here, Kylan was someone who I, I love, someone who I trust, even though if Kylan was not going to take me to the final two, I still would have rather dealt with him than dealing with someone who I call my friend telling me she going to possibly send me home because it made no sense to me. I'm looking at her going, 
Girl, you could possibly beat me. You have more friends and jury. If you sit next to Xavier, you're going to lose. And for me, I was like, what are you doing? You know, fuck everything else. Fuck what, what me and you've been, I know me and you've been arguing. I know me and you haven't been getting along. I love her. Friends fight. Friends argue. And I think people need to understand that. There is times that when you have a friend, you might pop off with them and they be like, oh shit, I didn't mean to do, go that hard or do all that. One day I woke up and chose violence. I was like, fuck that. This whole season, I've been a bitch being quiet, not saying shit. Fuck that. I'm done looking stupid on this damn TV show. So I was like, let me go off because the week prior, Oza went off of me about me potentially, you know, same thing, potentially sending her home over Kylan. She went off on me and I let her go off on me, if that makes sense. And then when I sent Kylan home and, you know, um, her and Xavier were just always together. And that makes you feel some type of way because there's only three of us in the house. So now it's like I'm in a room by myself and her and Xavier are here. And I'm like, okay, girl, what, you know, should I be worried? Because you, you're getting close to Xavier, which I know we're all friends, but, you know, you guys are constantly always with each other. Where me and her were with each other all the time. So it kind of it threw me for a loop. Emotions are high. You're stressed. And then I sat there and said, you know what? I looked at myself in the shower, literally, and I was like, what type of bitch am I? Let me fucking go get this girl together. She's talking about she's going to get rid of me over Xavier? That don't make no sense. And then I just went off. Um, and that was just because in the cookout, unfortunately, because we did not, um, and this is true, T, because we did not, um, you know, meet up and talk to each other or have meetings, if, if for say, how other alliances did. We kind of all made moves and then followed up later saying, hey, just let you know, I did tell so-and-so that so-and-so. I did, th- hey, just let you know, I did this. We didn't do that till very, maybe towards the end. So the first four weeks, me and Xavier were doing things that nobody else knew in the cookout. Same thing with Kylan. Kylan was doing things that nobody else knew in the cookout. Tiffany and Hannah, as me watching back, were doing things that nobody else knew they were doing in the cookout. So, unfortunately, because we were in Oza too, Oz was doing things that nobody else knew that she was doing in the cookout. So, unfortunately, that whole entire time, I don't know what she's doing. She don't know what I'm doing. So when we get to the end, I'm looking going, well, girl, all I feel like you done was sleeping nap the whole damn time. Because that's me. That's me going off of what I know. Because I've only Let talked you to know. I've yeah. I've only talked to Xavier and Kylan. So when she broke it down to me, I was like, okay, cool, I get that. But it's hard to feel like somebody did something when you feel like the whole entire time you have been giving them information and following up with them and telling them what you're doing. But then and they only tell me about one or two weeks that they did something. So in that yeah. moment, it was hard. Now, let me ask you this. In hindsight, do you yeah. feel like that could have maybe, maybe been a a downfall of you for only like talking yes. to two people and not yes. like expanding? OK, so girl, so you do realize that because if I could, got, I would get a microphone and scream from the top of the fucking roof because I, I regret not saying everything the fuck I did, especially because I'm already up to episode 25 of the season because I was like, let me get through this shit. And I was like, did. 
damn, Dave really edited me to be like, I just slept and napped the whole fucking time. And wow, I know we okay. were talking about the lives and all that other bullshit. We got it. I know it looked like I napped and slept, but I played a game of saying no, but I did a lot of manipulating and being messy and lying too. So, I mean, I think that that's so interesting that you say that because, like, one of my questions was, like, you know, you know, you Big D, but, like, on Twitter, a lot of people were saying, like, Big Delusional. And I, I was curious to know, like, have you seen your edit back? And, like, what are your thoughts on your edit back? And, like, does it make you maybe understand a little bit where the fans, like, are being like, what does Big D think? Because, like, what we see, it's not anything. Do, can, do you understand that? or what's your uh, thoughts baby call me big delusional if you're watching that show for sure <laughs> here's my thing um I can see why the fans will say what they say um because of the edits you know and it sucks um you have to understand you're talking about 16 people here you have to make sure everyone gets a um you know time to shine and whatnot. we were giving them too much content to the point that they didn't even know what to do with half of the stuff, if that makes sense. Um, but I can see why the fans would say what they say, um, which it sucks because, you know, I think if fans really sat down and watched everything we did, I think if fans sat down and um, took everything into consideration, they could see that. And they, that's why people in the cookout are like, no, Big D started the cookout. Big D did do this, you know. I played a game of. I'm going to cook, I'm going to clean, I'm going to manipulate, I'm going to be messy, I'm going to make people laugh. I'm not going to let nobody know what I'm doing, and I'm going to stay under the radar. Not even having a cook, I knew what I was doing, you know? So I can see why the fans would say that from the edit so far that I'm getting. You know, it looked like I was just a jokester, which is fine. I'm, I am a jokester. It looked like I was kind of just the motivator. I really did motivate the whole entire cast. If anyone was ever having a bad day, I gave them the real Philly John oh. Derek, okay? And okay. I sat them down and was like, get your fucking life together. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I really sat them down and gave them really good advice because I cared about every single person. I might joke about you. I might talk shit about you. But at the end of the day, it's a show. What are you supposed to do? Sit there and be boring? No, I'm going to be entertaining because that's, it's a TV show for uh, 75K. You know, some hundred right. So if you say that you agree with like why the fans would say that, so my next question is a big portion of your end game is making sure that I don't okay. I don't fully here's my thing. I I'm, I was joking when I said I agree with them, but which was a joke. Oh. Um but I can see why people would say that, but I also okay. don't agree with me being delusional well, right. because Got I wasn't you. delusional the whole time. I knew everything that was going on. <laughs> So if like if uh, a big portion of your end game was making sure the jury is aware of the game that you play, why do you think it was such a disconnect between your views and the game of uh, your views of the Ugh. game and the way the jury saw your game, sis? Oh, well, let me say this. I did hear Tiffany. I talked to Tiffany and she was telling me that she did stick up for me in the jury and was saying that Big D did do stuff more than, um, you know, other players and whatnot. Now, I don't I haven't seen it to be that true, but I'm taking her word because that's my sister. And I don't need to question that. And Kylan did also. Um, the thing about it is that because the jury was also under the impression, you have to think about it. If you don't get it, if you don't get a chance to get the jury, guess who controls what the jury is going to think? The people that are walking into jury. So you had three cookout members, you know, that were walking into jury that 
and, and um, that were able to answer questions and say things that they have done. So when it's time for me to give what a minute and a half or something when I'm done, everyone's gonna be like, "What? It's impossible! It's impossible!" Because I didn't say nothing in my goodbye messages, which I saw back that Kylan was saying stuff in his goodbye messages, and I didn't do that because we all agreed as a cookout that we would not tell people in our goodbye messages about the cookout. We were gonna let the final two members of the cookout explain what they did so then it would be a shocker to everyone so in hindsight is that another like era of yours like mm-hmm. jewelry management and that essence because like I think it sounds like you're getting caught up in the cookout but not also being like I gotta make sure I yes. play my uh, individual yes. game yes yes so, okay. the cookout was a bigger, a bigger purpose so I was gonna be a team player that's why when Xavier was talking about he wasn't being selfish me Hannah Aza and Xavier were never selfish. There was a week that Kylan was supposed to throw it. He was supposed to make sure either Aza or Tiffany won. He didn't do that until the end. But I, he could he didn't have to be there that long and name that crew. It was supposed to come down to Tiffany and Aza. Then there was a week that, remember, Tiffany was supposed to t- go down on Flying Bambinos, but she was like, no, she wants to keep Claire longer. So those two pulled selfish moves that the rest of us in the cookout felt like, We've been putting the cookout before ourselves. And that was one thing which I understand the cookout was for a bigger purpose. So I was willing to do whatever it takes to protect them over myself, if that makes sense. Mm. So that is one. That's one thing I want to show that because I was there for a bigger purpose. I was there to make sure someone black, someone African-American descent wins Big Brother because it's time. We understand we have celebrity. Um, we have celebrity Big Brother Tamar. But now we're talking a real Big Brother. We're right. talking a real Big Brother. Right, right. We're, you know, we have celebrity Big Brother. We have Tamar, which is great. That's celebrity. But no one has run the Big Brother regular season since it started. And, and to me, that's a problem. So I knew going in here, I'm willing to bow down and go home in order for them five to actually make it. That's what I was getting at. I love that. And so let's talk about the cookout, okay? Because I don't think we've spent enough time talking about how mother monumental that is. Yes, and yes. I, I was like, so... Did like and so hearing you talk, clearly you were aware of it. But are were are are you truly and now that you out of the house and had some time to sleep, yes. are you truly aware of the magnitude of how big the actual cookout Baby, is? Did not know. We all went out, and that's the that's the one thing I want to say. When it comes to the cookout, we are literally flaming. I know we all fight. I know we all argue. I know we said things about each other. Predominantly me, <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, it's it's a it, because I said those things. That's because they're, they're considered my family, my friends. Like when I get upset with right. them, I say what I want to say. But the cookout was literally family, and we want to show that hey, we are six African American descents. No matter what you guys watch, we are not going to let you guys break us up because that's what you guys want. Y'all mm. want to see black people fight each other and argue with each other. You're not going to get that. You're not going to get that because we are bigger than a show. We are bigger than that. We had a statement. We want to show people that black people don't always fight and argue and try to shoot each other and kill each other. We want to show that. We want to show that, hey, if we fight, we still going to have a bond. We're going to be able to hug it out. We want to show the world that, hey, you might have problems with somebody. Stop. We already have the, uh, the rest of the world against us. We need to be together. 
no matter what and right. apologize for the things we did and understand, hey, that's why I said, hey, Tiff, I'm sorry, sis. It, I, it was coming from a place. It was a miscommunication. I apologize. I wish things could have been better. And me and her had that conversation. Same thing with Oz. I apologized with her, cried with her. We had a whole uh, one-on-one, which, like I said, is nobody's business. And we were able to, like I said, I told her I'll do whatever it takes moving forward to show her that I am that friend that she had in that house. And I'm sorry that things didn't go according to plan, but it was emotion and frustration. And same thing with everybody else in the cookout. They have all apologized to each other for things, too. But we want to make sure that the statement was that we are the cookout. We are six African right. marriages descent showing in the black community that we can stick together no matter what and do something and make sure that the mission was bigger than us. The mission was bigger than us. We thought about the fans. So when we went out and saw how everyone was so like, oh my God, everybody, everybody, especially, I mean, I only went out in LA, so it was a lot. But when we were all together, everybody loved us. Anytime we went somewhere, it, we didn't know it was going to be that big. We're just like, mm, whoa. No. We In the house, we're like, Okay, everyone's going to like this. This is going to be cool. We're the greatest alliance of all time. And then now, all of a sudden, we walk out into the real world and was like, oh, my God. Like, we were shocked. We didn't know it was going to be this big of an impact that we were going to have to do interviews together. Like people want to take pictures with all of us together. Yes. You know, if we didn't know that. We didn't know that. It's iconic. It's monumental. 23 seasons, and we've never had a black winner. And, you know, 23 seasons, and there's always a majority of, like, constantly an all-white alliance. And so, yes. what was frustrating for me as, because I'm a casual fan, because, listen, like I said, I can't I can't get y'all three okay. days out of my week. I can't. But, oh, girl, let know, me hang up from this interview. Okay. <laughs> but, what was frustrating for me, though, was I hated to see the the hate oh they're racist oh they're oh, this oh, I, and and I'm just like oh okay but the last 22 seasons wasn't y'all was fine right. with that yeah y'all um, were fine with that y'all were fine with the last season they were all white and they were working together y'all were fine with that but that's what I said when we we when we first when I first um you know came to everybody and said we're all going to work together we were scared to call and me and Tiffany had a conversation. We had, me and Ozzy had a conversation too because we had to really sit down and like really think about it hard. We were scared at first to do it, but me and Xavier had a conversation and then we were like, all right, let's go around and tell everybody this. And me and Xavier came up letting them know, hey, just to let you know, this is not, this is not going to come off like, you know, racist or whatnot. And, um, because we're doing exactly what every other season is doing. All we're doing is that we saw, I saw, and we all saw each other, 500, you know, 500 individuals. I'm sorry, six, because I'm going to make sure, like, if I saw them. So six all together. We looked at each other and we knew we wanted to work together, just like other alliances do every other season. Right. And we just picked off everyone just like other seasons yes. do. Hey, yes. unfortunately, one, I'm not unfortunate, but one thing we had in common, we were all black. So I don't know what to tell you, but that's not me. That's not us being racist against everybody else. It was one of those things where we knew, right. Right, you wanted to work together. And you were using what is normally a disadvantage to you guys because normally Mm -hmm. it's only one or two. And if they see all together, they target y'all. So like, no, I loved loved seeing it. Uh, I thought that it was amazing. And to anybody that doesn't like it, like, oh, well, because listen, the cookout is here. And I I, I, I just truly loved it. Now, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but I do. I'm curious. Big Brother doesn't... Okay. All right. 
will, uh, tr- trust me, I know. It's like, no. But Big Brother, <laughs> they, they don't normally cast bigger men or bigger women. So one, Correct. I want to say, kudos to you for going out Thank there and you. representing, showing them what, okay, what fashion look like, okay? Yes. And, and just okay. being yourself. Uh, what yes. is the greatest piece of advice that you can offer for future players in, in that situation? So here's my thing. What I believe in, because now, you know, life has changed. I believe that everybody should get a chance to be on reality TV. And that means no matter your race, you know, um, your disability, anything like everybody, their, their gender, everyone should get an opportunity to do reality TV because we should be showing on reality TV what America looks like because everyone's not walking around with a damn fucking six pack and perfect hair and stuff like that. Everyone is beautiful in their own different ways. And I wanted to show America that, baby, I got a personality and y'all need to put this on TV because it's meant to be but on top of that y'all need to put somebody who's big that will show you hey I'm gonna give everybody a run for their money and I lo and behold felt like I gave everybody a run for their money because no matter what competition it was I still went for it and still gave it my all and um you know, like I said, if they have a little bit more lifting or heavy lifting or a little bit of strength competitions, baby, I would have dusted all the dudes because they are oh. the strongest guy in the house. Um, but it was just, I think it's important for all platforms across all reality TV should be incorporating all different type of people of America because you want to show that so people can relate. So like I went out to L.A. <clears throat> can't say much. That, that's secret city. We'll talk about that mm. offline. But I went to a party <laughs> that all the bears were at and I'll leave oh. it at that. And um, oh. they, were all, <laughs> they were all very happy to see someone that looked like them on TV being shirtless and loving their skin and being themselves and whatnot because I believe that, hey, I'm beautiful. I'm not, I'm not going to be a six-pack type of guy, but I'm going to show you body, yaddy, yaddy. I'm going to show you okay. face, and I'm going to show you that nobody has to walk around with a, uh, you know, uh, fashion. And, and I could, and, and especially me being home, I could do more of, you could see more of the things that I wear and whatnot, showing that you don't have to be drowning in a big, big shirt because you're a big guy and they don't make clothes for you. Trust me, all the guys were always saying, oh, Big D dressed really, really nice. Like, that's really good, da, 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 because I wanted to show that baby if you don't if you can't find it make it baby because I was doing whatever it takes to make sure people saw that and I think that's important for all types of shows so my advice is don't be scared to apply for things and say your reasons to why you want to be on it and my three reasons of why I want to be on Big Brother was I want to first represent the gay community which I feel like I showed a side of the gay community that we don't really see Bryce a lot um, and whatnot, especially because I think that because me, you come from Philly, we come from a little bit of a, um, how can I We're say different. That? Like I always tell people like, I'm a black gay man and I'm there we go. There we go. I, I'm a different I'm a different type of breed, breed of a gay man yes. and people a lot of people don't understand that and you know like I, I'm different like I don't necessarily like I don't fit in with the like so I we're not Broadway queens we're not that's what I'm saying we're, we're a little bit different and I wanted um, I wanted America to see that I wanted them to see that 
This is a gay side, a gay side of the community that we have not seen. You have not seen a lot of black men, besides when you went on, you know, into Survivor, but a lot of black gay men that are, that have a little bit of a, I'll get down with the straight dudes and what's up? You know, like, right. you know, have that that tough interior that you really don't see a lot. So I wanted to show that to the world. And so I said I was going to be a, a represent the gay men, the black men, and also the big men that you don't really see. Okay. I, I'm here for that. Um, I oftentimes think that, uh, like, we are, like, and even when we do get the chance to be on, like, these type of shows, like, you know, like, People don't understand us a lot of the times, and which is yeah. like, you know, why, you know, the reaction to the fans of you, I, I think that like they just are not used to this particular like type and like, you know, everyone's a work in progress. But I, I just think that I, I that really resonated with me a little. Um, and then would you ever do reality TV again? Absolutely. I'm not done. I mean, I gotta oh. still let more bitches have it. <laughs> oh, okay. I definitely would do reality again if it's possible. Um, I definitely would like to do when it's possible. We're gonna speak it into existence, not if. When, when it's okay. possible, okay? Because listen, um, we speak it into existence. Unfortunately, you know, I have to wait because you know how that works. You know what that means. I, have to I mean, but listen, there's other CBS related shows there that you are. could do. Uh, so okay. I would like to do it possible. And you know, Viacom is now uh, yes. controls MC. TV, would you do the challenge? Yes, I would love to do the challenge because I feel like I would get an opportunity to do a little bit more of, um, you know, opportunity to do a little bit more of a show that, you know, we could sit there and like actually, you know, get a little bit more physical because for me, that's what I would do better at. Um, okay. So I would definitely do the challenge. I definitely would do. And we're going to use the thing, uh, use the things that we learned from this to yes. make it your social game better. Absolutely. We, listen, you, it, it's absolutely. the big D improved. Yes, absolutely. I think the social game I played on Big Brother will definitely help me on other platforms for competition shows. So I definitely would do another. Um, um, I think my social game would be good and on top of that now that I'm back home and I get back to the gym I definitely would be ready for the challenge um, I definitely would do Amazing Race I would do Amazing Race okay. with my best friend Adam I would do that with him um, baby you got that survivor I'm not doing that I'm not pooping in no poop I'm not I'm not doing no rice I'm not doing no I don't know what's happening it's bugs I'm not doing that <laughs> You got that, okay. But I will take. I will tell. I will take rice over slop any day. Slop is absolutely horrible. But here, here is the thing that I will say about that last comment that I'm gonna let slide. You would be surprised. You would be surprised, Big D. I actually think if you were to go on Survivor, you. You would surprise yourself. I know you're thinking it's like a lot. Like I mean, mind you, you 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 probably would be great TV. Uh, But it it, you would surprise yourself. That's all. But I'm all I'm gonna say is don't count yourself out just because you you hear those things because like you we listen we were on Philly we adjust quickly so I think that it would surprise you. Now, is there anything that you would take from your experience on Big Brother and carry it with you for the rest of your life? Um, you know, the one thing I would take with me is that, um, you know, I didn't, you know, like I said, I 100 percent, um, 
I, like I said, I apologize to the two women that I care a lot about, um, who I actually could say is my friend, because I think people forget that you're on a show where you're not there to make friends. So everyone else, I really didn't care for unless they were in the cookout. And of course, Brittany, love Brittany <laughs> um, as woman wise and every other woman I love on the season. But as apology wise, those two women, I really want to apologize to. Um, but one thing I will take is to know that, yes, Derek, you do have to filter yourself because you're not in the fucking comfort of your home in Philadelphia with your Kiki and your friends and your gay community. So that is one thing I will take consideration because I know people were um, taken back because they're not used to hearing someone talk like that where me and you, you know, are used to hearing people talk like that and whatnot because how we were, you know, how we talk, if that makes sense. So I will take that from me and know that I do have to filter myself when it comes to, um, you know, being on a platform where everyone can watch and see. So I will take that. Um, and of course, also taking the experience. Every single one of those people in the Big Brother house, we are all friends. Um, I would say everyone jury up because the people that left before, some of them might be a little upset. Some of them are cool and whatnot, um, but we all really do look at it as it's a show. We know people are going to say whatever they want to say. And can I tell you on top of that, I actually told everybody what the fuck I was saying in the DMDRs and kept getting in trouble because I didn't want anyone to be shocked when they walked their asses out that damn door. <laughs> and I kept getting in trouble for the thing and whatnot. Don't tell about your diary room session. And I was like, I don't want people to be shocked because I want people to know this is me. I am reading you bitches to filth. Like, <laughs> do not be surprised. And they were all like, oh, Big D, we know it's a show. We love you and ka, ka, ka. So it's just funny to me that now that I'm out the house, um, you know, I'm not getting that same energy. <laughs> but yes, um, I will take the experience. I'm very thankful to God. I'm very thankful that I got an opportunity because I was there to fight for my mother. Now, when you're fighting for your mother, you can give zero fucks about anybody else. So I did not care. I was there for my mom to get as much money as I can. I was also there so I can get money to get donate to single uh, single mothers, which I will be doing. Um, and that was my main focus. And to also just keep the, Fra- the Frasier legacy alive, especially my dad being who he is. But I wanted to make a name for myself while keeping the Frasier legacy alive. So I definitely don't regret, um, you know, like I said, regret how, you know, maybe some of the cursing came off to be. Um, but I was being myself and I have apologized to the two people I felt like that definitely needed an apology and deserved it. Um, and I will take that from um, you know, moving forward. I will take that moving into the next reality show, unless unless somebody makes me angry and it, oh, it, it, and, and, it, and it's meant for me to be able to get somebody together if we're on a challenge or something. But I definitely will do the challenge. I hope they will reach out and talk to me because I will be ready because I'm gonna hit all these straight dudes and let them have it and let them feel like they got hit by a truck. Oh, not a truck. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Big D nasty. But no, I um I implore I I I wish you well on the road to a better D as I always wish myself. Thank but you. thank you so much, Big D, for taking this opportunity right, to chat thank with you. me. And listen And thank you for opening the door. <laughs> oh, yes. I had to support. I, I listen, I support the community. I support my own. And yes, like listen, I'ma see you out here in these streets. Okay. okay. And look, 
I, I better see you in these streets, okay? And if I get you, now you better you better come correct, okay? You know me, you know if I gotta, hey, we we friends or not? <laughs> listen, okay, okay, uptown, because I'll be like, what's up? Okay, we good? Listen, we, good? <laughs> we get listen. Just make sure them drinks is ready. But oh, thank you yeah. so much, Big D, thank and you, I will baby. talk and see with you soon. All right, I will see you soon. It's the purple pants. It's the purple pants. It's the purple pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the purple pants podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the purple pants podcast. She's trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the purple pants podcast. She's trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back though. It's the purple pants. It's the purple pants.